0: This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, hello, Gary. Welcome back to KVMR. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about economic numbers that were published last week, starting with the strong 2021 GDP figure. And then let's look at the inflation number the Fed follows most closely. What did the Fed policymakers say and do after their meeting last week? And finally, what, where are the interest rates going in 2022?
1: Okay, Paul. Well, let's start with the growth rate for the U.S. economy as measured by real gross domestic product or, or GDP. That is after you subtract out inflation. So the overall economy produced about 5.7 percent more goods and services in 2021, according to the preliminary number, uh, than it did in 2020. Um, in 2020, the economy actually shrunk by 3.4 percent. So 2021 GDP growth is great news. Um, 2021 GDP growth is the fastest annual rate of growth and output for the U.S. since 1984. And that's you know very rapid growth for the U.S. economy. It, it usually goes around a year, so 5.7% is really fast.
0: So, Gary, was that a surprise? I mean, why do you think the GDP growth was so strong? Paul? the growth rate, you know,
1: even slightly exceeded the 5.5% annual rate of GDP growth that the Fed policymakers were projecting as recently in December. So, you know, 5.7% is in the same ballpark as that. So I don't think it was a big surprise. Uh, Most of the numbers in the labor markets were strong. Uh, But, you know, one There are two important reasons for the strong GDP growth in 2021 is that the Fed kept interest rates low uh, as a stimulus and the government spending and risk programs were helping stimulate the economy in spending, and that was you know, obviously necessary after the severe 2020 COVID recession when over 22 million payroll jobs were lost. So GDP has clearly rebounded. Uh, labor markets are rebounding too. almost 19 million of those jobs have been added back since the COVID recession. So you now the other thing that, that helped, I think, the low interest rates and increased government spending programs uh, designed to help the recovery also offset some of the weakness coming from um, the COVID Omicron variant and uh, continued supply chain problems. So, you know, several things going on there.
0: Well, let's talk about inflation and the low unemployment rate. Um, Wasn't the December unemployment rate uh, lower than the Fed policymakers were projecting it to be um, for that time?
1: Yes, the unemployment rate fell to 3.9% in December. And that was quite a bit below the 4.3% year-end unemployment rate that the Fed policymakers were projecting as recently as last December. So, you know, 3.9% unemployment rate is in the range of full employment for the U.S. economy. You know, but, you know, there there is a caveat there in that, you know, several million workers left the labor force after the COVID recession. And, you know, the question is, you know, will some of them return or, you know, when will they return and what will it take to get them to return, um, there clearly is also evidence of rising wages and compensation. Uh, there was up about four uh, percent for the year, as you know, labor markets have tightened and higher wages are you know contributing to the growth in compensation. So that that's help and, and it helps with you know increasing consumer spending as well. In addition, you know, to the you know the supply chain shortages of goods are also putting upward pressure on goods prices. So. You know, and Americans are now spending more on goods during the recovery and less on services, especially areas like restaurants, entertainment, and travel. And that, you know, puts upward pressure on manufactured goods prices.
0: Okay, now let's talk about inflation numbers. That's a, not necessarily a favorite topic, but let's do it. Uh, what are the most recent inflation numbers telling you?
1: Well, there are several inflation measures that are very closely followed, including the CPI, or Consumer Price Index for All Goods and Services. It rose 7.1% December over December in in 2021, and that was up from only 1.3% in 2020. Uh, But 2020 would have been depressed by the COVID recession. So, you know, inflation measures like the CPI look at the cost of a typical basket of goods and services consumers purchase in a year. You know, and inflation is certainly up notably. In 2021, especially the components for or the you know, energy, new and used cars, food items. Um, so it, that means it costs more to buy the same basket of goods and services that you purchased uh, the year before. And the overall you know, CPI index is clearly rising faster than wages um, by, the, by this measure now the fed's inflation goal is an average of two percent a year increase in the total or all goods and services personal consumption expenditure price index or, or Pce um, and the 2021 inflation rate for this measure came in last week at 5.5 percent for 2021 you know and that's up again from 1.2 percent in 2020 so again you know inflation is well above the fed's two percent longer run inflation goal and they certainly know that in a taking that into consideration.
0: Well, Gary, with uh, GDP growth strong, unemployment low and inflation high, how did the Fed policy change after their monetary policy meeting last month? And how might it affect like, people like you and I? Will mortgage <laughs> and interest rates be rising?
1: Yes. After the December policy meeting, the Fed policymakers announced that in 2021, they'd be you know, taking away some of the stimulus they'd been providing the economy with low interest rates. Um, that December meeting was kind of a heads up message for the financial markets and, and everybody else. Uh, after the January meeting. Last week, the Fed, and Fed Chair Jay Powell's press conference, I think the scope and the timing of the policy changes became much clearer. The Fed will more quickly scale back and end the billions and dollars in bond purchases designed to lower bond and mortgage interest rates, uh, reducing the you know, stimulus there. So we should expect to see higher mortgage rates and higher cost of borrowing for you know, longer term borrowing and bond borrowing by corporations. You know, again, um, they're now suggesting, I think, at their March meeting that uh, the policymakers from the Fed are expected to begin a series of quarter point increases in their short term overnight target interest rates. And, you know, some some folks are thinking maybe four or five increases could be possible for the year or maybe even a 50 basis point or half a percent increase at one some point, depending on how the economy inflation are performing. Uh, higher rates obviously will and for the short term rates will affect you know, the economy as well and increase borrowing costs again. So I expect borrowing costs this year will be rising and we'll, you know, that's that's, I think, a given at this point.
0: One more question, Gary. Finally, will monetary policy still be helping the economy in 2022?
1: Yes, Paul. Most of the policymakers actually are projecting a December, we're projecting a neutral short-term target interest rate would be around 2.5%. And we're you know well below that, even with four or five increases, quarter point increases, that would only get you about halfway to that 2.5% um, as the Fed reduces the stimulus. So uh, I think even by the end of 2022, we're not going to see uh, rates will still be well below that 2.5% neutral rate that's not stimulating the economy or slowing it down you know and i think it's also you know important to say that higher interest rates right now make solid economic sense with the inflation rate well above the average 2% fed goal and the economy reaching or at full employment and uh, jay powell in his press conference made it pretty clear that you know things could change policy could change with you know COVID, with inflation with a weak economy and that the fed you know at this point just needs to be flexible and adjust policy to the economic conditions that we see in in 2022
0: well gary it's a lot of information uh, uh thank you thank you so much um, our listeners really appreciate it and look forward to talking with you in a couple of weeks Okay, thank you, Paul. You bet. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.